The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about divorce and recovering from it and just going through that conflict. And we're especially going to focus on women. However... Men go through the same thing, and they can be lost as well. And we have this book that I've just been reading by one of our guests who's been on before, Barbara Miller. And um, it's called You Lost Your Marriage, Not Your Life, How to Create the Life You Want Your Way. And although this was focused on women, I can tell you from being uh, a divorce mediator and attorney for, gosh, 29 years now, that it is really difficult for whoever is going through it. Even if you wanted the divorce, it's hard. And of course, if you didn't want the divorce, it's even harder. You know, I I remember going through my own divorce. And Lloyd, you remember going through your divorce. So when we have one out of two marriages ending in divorce, this is really a national epidemic. And people feel like this even if they aren't married and they're going through um, a, a disillusion of their relationship. So it's a painful process. It doesn't mean that it's the end. It off, you know, I always tell my clients they're going to be like the phoenix rising out of the ashes or the caterpillar becoming the butterfly because it is a life transition. And so this is a wonderful book and we're going to talk about it in just a few minutes. But if you don't, if you didn't hear Barbara before, let me tell you a little bit about her background and then we'll have her join us all the way from beautiful Naples, Florida. Barbara Miller is an author an author and certified master life coach and motivational speaker. And she is the founder of Barbara and Company International, Inc. She earned her master's in life coaching certification at the University of NLP. And she is the author of several books, including Dancing in Rhythm with the Universe, 10 Steps to Choreographing Your Best Life, which we talked about last time on the show. And this is her newer book, You Lost Your Marriage, Not Your Life, How to Create the Life You Want. These inspirational, motivational, and self-help books are basically focusing on women because it is so important for women to be empowered in our society. Now, she also authored um, You Lost Your Life, uh, Your Marriage, Not Your Life, Positive Thoughts Journal, 
and her new release book, How to Tell How to Write a Book to Tell Your Story. Easy Steps to Write, Publish, and Promote Your Book. So, so many of us have a book inside of us, and we just don't go for it. But nowadays, with self-publishing, ebooks, I you don't need to have a major publisher. You can create your own book. So that's, that's I'm finding more and more people that I know that are doing that and expressing what that hidden genius inside So through Barbara's books, she teaches how to release all self-defeating inner dialogue that really compromises our lives, and she keeps you from being paralyzed with fear or moves you beyond it. So you can find out more about her at barbaraandcompany.com. And so without further ado, let's just start talking about this great book, Barbara. Thank you for joining us from beautiful Naples. Well, thank you for having me. It's a privilege. Yes. So tell us how it is that you came to write this book. I wrote this book um, because when I moved to Naples, I worked uh, for years with plastic surgeons, and I saw all the patients pre- and post-op, women mostly, although I did have some men, and they would share stories with me about their marriages and their divorces and why they were getting this facelift. For some of them, it was for all the wrong reasons. But nonetheless, um, they shared their stories with me, and some were just heart- they were heartbreaking. And so I had started this book after my own divorce and just put it aside, thinking, well, it was more like a journal and I to help me move on. And I got it out, and I started writing it again. And finally finished it, and it has been very helpful to a lot of women who have shared with me. I would hand them the book and say, you really need to read this. (laughs) That's how I wrote it. Yes, and you know, so many of us are advised by counselors, etc., to write a journal when we're going through a crisis like divorce or any kind of a major life disaster in your life, which it is, you know, it, it, it is a life-changing experience. And so that's wonderful. I remember journaling myself during that time. And then when you go back and look at it, you know, it's too painful to write the book when you're actually in the throes of it, writing the journal. But when you look back at it years later, I think it, it you get to see how much you've evolved, how much you've grown, and what a gift it really was to you, wouldn't you say? I would say that's absolutely right. It is very painful to finish. I, I would not have been able to finish my book right after my divorce. It took some years to, to heal and move on before I was able to write that book. Right. You're right. Yeah. Now, you describe in your book how you returned from visiting your your mother who was ill, and you walked into your empty house, and there was no husband. And um, that's that's a pretty devastating feeling. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and, and related to how other people feel when they walk into that empty house? Well, first of all, when I, I was visiting my mother in Phoenix, and when I left there and, and was on my way home, I had a layover in Detroit. And my daughter was with me. My husband was supposed to go. But mm. he decided he was too busy and that my daughter should go. And, of course, in hindsight, we were both out of the house. Right. So I stopped to have dinner, and I used a credit card, and it was declined. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what's going on? So I, I had two credit cards. I gave him my other credit card. He said, ma'am, that was declined, too. 
it was it was just shocking. So my daughter and I fumbled in our purses and came up with enough money to pay the check. Otherwise, and you'd be course, washing dishes, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so then I got on the plane and went to Grand Rapids and terrified all the way home as to what was going on. Right. And when I drove in the driveway and put the garage door up and walked in the house, it, it, it was just such a shock. My eyes riveted all around the rooms and thinking, What's, what happened? It was like a tornado. Most of my things were gone. Right. My daughter started screaming, we've been robbed, we've been robbed. Mm. And that's when I saw the note on the table. Um, my kitchen table was there. I sat, I slumped down there and read the note, and it said he had left, that he wasn't coming back. I wasn't to contact him. Our attorneys would have to work it out. Mm. And I was, I was so dumbfounded and shocked. I, I didn't cry. I didn't do anything. I just tried to calm my daughter down, and I wandered through my home. Mm. And it was absolutely a disaster. And uh, tried to tried to go to bed. It was already very late. I, I was awake and up all night wandering around. And at 7 a.m., the doorbell rang, and I thought, oh, he came back. He came to his senses. Mm. And papers were shoved in my hands, and it was the worst papers. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know. So it was one shock after another, and I was just absolutely reeling from, from one shock coming after another. But uh, that was my um, welcome home Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> uh. Pretty, pretty bad. So what what do you think were the the causes of this you know what, I didn't what? know why he left. I decided he'd had a breakdown. He was a busy physician and I thought he just couldn't handle the pressure. He's had a breakdown and walked away from everything because I had read a story about a man who walked away from everything. He just couldn't handle it. And, and I thought that's what happened. Well, that wasn't what had happened, but that's what I chose to believe. And unfortunately, it took me a long, long time to come to grips with what was happening. So what was going on in your marriage at the time? I mean, were you guys really communicating, connecting? I mean, usually something like this, you know, there's always some indication that something's not connecting. I think the last year of our marriage was really the center in, in things not going well. He was working day and night. He wanted to travel a week, a month, and, and it was exhausting to me, and I didn't want to do it. And I thought it was just too much. And I had this busy day spa, and I was work it was in a mall, so I was required to be there nine to nine every day. And I think... All the pressures of me running that business and him being so busy in his work just begin to unravel our marriage. We started leading pretty much separate lives. Mm. I was I was too busy for what he wanted to do. He wasn't interested in what I was doing. So it was just um, a, a real problem in our marriage. So I have to take responsibility. I. He wanted me to give up the day spa, and 
I told him if he'd quit working such long hours that I wouldn't be alone all the time, then I might consider it. But neither one of us did it. Mm-hmm. And how about counseling? Did you guys, you know, get into counseling at all to try and recognize? We did. Yeah. We went, um, we went um, twice, and he quit. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't going to go. So that was it. Yeah. And so did you find out that there was someone else? Now, this took a while. I refused to accept that there could be someone else. Friends and family said to me, Barbara, you have to face this. He has a girlfriend. And I said, no, no. He wanted to spend Christmas Day with me. Why would he do that if he had a girlfriend? Because she's married and he can't be with her, so he didn't want to be alone. So he came to you, which turned out to be the truth. Mm-hmm. And I did not get an attorney for so long. I didn't have any money. He closed out every account, took everything from the checking, took everything from the savings, and I was left completely and totally, totally penniless. Mm. My mother sent me money or I would have starved to death. So oh, what, I, what state were you at the time? Had, what state were you living in at the time? Was that Florida? Were you living in Florida at that time? Yeah, you were. No, around, no, I oh. was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, that's in you my were in home. Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was still there. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I would think that they have, um, you know, marital property laws that that you would have been able to get some help if you did go and get some legal counseling, right? I would have, but I I refused because I just knew he was coming back, and I mm. I, I just it, I was in such denial that seeking an attorney was an admission that he was not going to come back. Well, he and said he, he served you with papers, right? So once you got served, well, I got served the day after I got home from my trip to Phoenix. So I right. really, um, I, I just thought he was crazy. Oh. And then I had my rude awakening. Yeah. Right after Christmas, I went in my office to try and get some work done early before it opened. I got this phone call. Barbara, are you aware that my husband or your husband and my wife are having an affair? No. I said, no. I didn't know that. And he went on and told me that they... He, she moved out the same day he moved out, mm. and that they she had an apartment that he had rented for her, and that they were a couple. I was so angry. I had been going through grieving. Now I was angry. Or I was denial first, then angry. And I just ripped and broken through everything all over my office. I was so angry. And sure enough, I went out, though, and got myself an attorney and went after him because he was refusing to give me any money and telling me that I wasn't going to get anything and I needed to just sign the papers and get it over with, that I had my home because it was a home I had when we got married. My first husband died, my daughter's father. This was not her father. I see. And I had the home. So that was so that, your separate property. Yes, and that was the only thing he couldn't take from me. So I had my home. And so um, I I was able to, you know, have that. But I, I got an attorney, a really wonderful attorney, 
who was a friend of mine. I should have gone to him in the first place. So that would be my advice to women. Go get an attorney. Don't wait a day. You yes. need to be protected. Either that or I just, want, I just want to stop for a second that um, you need to get good legal advice. And if you want to get into a battle, you, you'll you get a litigation attorney. But if you can possibly work it out with mediation, you're going to get a, div- a divorce uh, mediation attorney who can educate you as to what's going on and then save some of that marital property. Because if you get into one of these battles, which I would, I don't know if that ended up happening to you, that that's really a mistake. But you need to have legal advice. And I want to just say one other thing. As soon as something like this happens, even before, if you feel like it's that there's going to be a separation, you better start reading up online about divorce in your state. You know, we're in California. We're a community property state. Everything is divided equally if as long as it wasn't separate property like your home. And so it's very important that you understand the law and do your research and you know, I, even if you're in pain, like Barbara was, that she just kept believing, uh, you know, and being in denial, don't let yourself be in denial because look at the pain that Barbara had to go through and scrimping for money when she was married to a physician who should have been paying her support, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And he still insisted that I wasn't going to get any settlement or get anything from him. Well, my attorney um, was a prosecuting attorney. Uh, the only reason I had him was because he was a friend, and I knew this would scare my husband to giving me a proper settlement because we called for an audit of his medical practice. And that's what you always need to do. Just let me interject a couple things since people might be listening who are contemplating divorce or going through it, is that... If you have a spouse that owns a business, you need to do a forensic accounting, which she just called an audit. It's basically a forensic accounting to see what the value of the business is, what the cash flow analysis is, the cash flow that's available for support for children. And and, um, so just really important that you get that. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to interrupt that. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, so you got this attorney who wanted to do an audit of your husband's uh, a forensic accounting or an audit of his medical practice, yeah? So what happened? Yeah, well, I called him, even though I was told by my attorney not to. I did. I took a risk because my attorney was not going to represent me if I communicated with my husband. But I did it, and I said to him... Um, I want to settle, and this is what I want. And if you insist on a court battle, then that's what we'll do. But we, if you will settle for what I want, then I won't have your business audited. So he said, well, you can come in my office tomorrow, and I will review what you want and decide what I can do. He did it. He did not want his business audited. Yeah, I would just suggest, I mean, I know you did this because uh, emotionally it was a good thing for you, and I, I honor that, but as one who's been practicing in this area for a long time, I would have to say that 
you really need to get an audit of it because it really uh, it's um, there's a lot of money that could be hidden a lot of things that were your and I don't know how long you were with him but it's really really important that you get an audit of the business and of course he would be entitled to get an audit of or a forensic accounting of your business as well to see how much support you could get or whatever but it's always helpful um, to do that but in mediation, you can have an agreed-upon forensic accountant who isn't going to try and, you know, um, play games. They're going to be neutral and really look what's fair and what a court would do. So I think it's really important when there's a lot of money involved that you get information because you to make decisions without having information, you really don't know... Um, if you're getting a fair deal or not, and that's the only thing. But if you're emotionally in a place that you just um, want to move on and you think you can, you know, make a proposal that you can live with happily and move on and say good riddance, then that's okay. But um, I would just suggest it's always a good idea before you make a decision to make an informed decision. And the way to make an informed decision is to have all of the information in front of you. But, you know, sometimes people will just say, okay, I'm going to do this for my emotional well-being. So I don't know if that was where you were at. Well, my attorney had suggested to me that um, he didn't think that I was going to be awarded any settlement because um, I had my spa and I had um, my home and the business was his, and he had that business when we got married, and we were married nine years. Yeah. So he thought that it might not be, you know, that I may not get anything from him. Yeah. And, and it's I different laws. Like in re- California, there would be, it. yeah, even if it's a separate property business, there is a community interest in California. So if you're listening to this from California, that would not be the case. And I'm not sure of the laws in Michigan, but you would have an interest in the improvement of the um of the business, in other words, so if, if it was worth a hundred thousand and now it's worth you know a million, that in, increase in the interest would be the community part, not the original separate property. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's just it might be different laws. So that you know, at least you were taking your attorney's advice and getting some help. Yes, yes. So so let's talk about um, a little bit about the experience of anger and depression that so many people go through my first um was the depression i was just beside myself with grief i was grieving and grieving and grieving because this had happened and i knew he was never going to come back and it's so hard for um women and men too when the person that you've spent all your time with and um, you know, you love, and then suddenly you they don't ever want to see you again. Yes. I mean, they're gone. They chose to leave. It's like a death, only it's worse because they chose to leave you. Yes. And they don't want to see you again. So the depression is, is, is a very real thing uh, and, and grieving that, that people go through when they've lost uh, a loved one like that. Yes. I... And then w- once I found out, of course, about the affair, yeah. Well, then it was angry. 
Yes. So then you have to deal with the anger that's inside of you because you can't carry that around forever because it'll eat you alive. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that's a hard thing to come to grips with. And then as the anger begins to subside, you know, then you have just that grieving process. And I, I think I, I was sad. I, I think I grieved for almost three years. But I was a year before I was actually, like, out and about and really feeling like myself again. But I had that in my heart for a long, long time. It does take a long time. I have a case right now where the fam- the couple was married 42 years. Wow. And husband had an affair for 20 of those. And he's oh not with that woman. And that is just... So devastating to the wife, and luckily we're in mediation, so we are we've been able to come to some some closure and some you know ask for forgiveness and some you know, but it it is the end. But you know, don't you think this? As you look back, and we talked earlier about the fact that you weren't really happy either in the marriage, and usually when there is a split up and there is a, a an affair. The affair is the symptom. It's not really the cause. It's yeah. the symptom because you weren't getting your needs met, and obviously he wasn't either, and so he went outside the marriage to try and get those needs met, and apparently he did for whatever reason. That's but, right. And and so it's not about, if you look at it realistically, and I've been there myself, you know, and I was married to a doctor, put him through medical school, married 18 years, so I get it. And But when you really look back and you say to yourself, wait a minute, was I really happy or was I delusional about that marriage? And if you weren't happy, it was really a gift in disguise, but you don't oh, know it at the time, right? You're absolutely right. It was not happy that last year. It was very stressful and unhappy, basically, and I, I think... Um, it was a blessing in disguise because now I'm happy and I've never been happier in my life. Exactly. And I think that's what what gives people hope is, you know, when you're in the throes of it, you can't really hear that, (laughs) that, that, you know, this is a blessing in disguise. You know, I'll tell my clients that and they look at me like I'm nuts. I go, you're going to tell me someday that it was, but you don't really know it. And I remember saying later, I should have sent the 22-year-old secretary flowers, you know, <laughs> really, because it gave, you know. And, and I know that you're, um, you found love again, right? Yes, yes, I did. Um, when I finally moved to Naples, um, I, I was alone, and it was very scary when I first got here. And I just decided that I was going to be very, very careful. My daughter gave me the book, All the Rules, and told me that I had to play by the rules, and she didn't want me just going off and meeting up with the first person, and, you know. So I I was out with a, a friend one night, and we were at a, a place where they have um, a band and music around the pool. It was really nice, and I looked up, and I saw this most gorgeous man walk by, and I kind of watched him walk over behind me a little bit, and I thought, oh, my goodness, he's so cute. He's he's probably taken. He's too good-looking. So I just kind of stood around with my friend, and 
I uh, kept trying to look for him, and then all of a sudden, there he was, just looking right back at me. And we both just kind of gravitated to each other, like a more like a magnet. And uh, we just chatted a little bit and introduced ourselves, and he asked me to dance. And, and that's we, the rest is history, right? Yes, and we've been together ever since, and we are about to have our ninth anniversary. Well, congratulations. <laughs> that's so wonderful. And that, and I think that's what we want to leave people with, and of course when they read your book, but we want to leave them with when you really close one door, another door opens, and you have to keep on that, you know, that vigilance of knowing that everything happens for a reason and it's a good reason. And even if, you know, you lose your marriage, you haven't lost your life, which is the name of your book. You lost your marriage, not your life, how to create the life your way. And we are just out of time. So we've got to just give your website and it's time to go, Barbara. Oh, thank you. I'm going to give you my website. Yes www.barbaraandcompany.com Okay, so good luck to you with all your books and your life. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org and the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. Thank you.